We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, friends. Kirk Henderson and Josh Bo coming to you just before midnight on February 11th. It's a Saturday, and the Dallas Mavericks just lost to the Sacramento Kings in an overtime game, 133 to 128. Josh, how are you? I'm doing okay. We're through this West Coast gauntlet, uh, so things are going to be easier, at least for us, next week. Just, this has been a dumb, like, and I mean this in the best way possible, because you sign on to do this stuff, but it's like starting Sunday at noon, it has basically been a, a beatdown of stuff. Every six <laughs> hours, we have something to do, whether it's game, whether it's Kyrie, whether it's something else. So it was just This was a long week. Yeah, for sure. Um so you want to let's you said we, right before we started, you know, this is a loss. You want to get into the yeah, what we yeah. like first. So, you know, it's Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving's first game together. Uh kind of a I don't know, kind of a feeling out first quarter. The Sacramento Kings were clearly more awake in this game. Um definitely took the Mavericks more seriously. Push or really punished Dallas in two-point range. Um, I think an ongoing theme that will just continue the rest of the year, at least until Maxi Kleba gets back, is teams should not be afraid to attack Dallas in the paint. And that was what Sacramento did all night long. Um, the Mavericks at certain points of this game were down by double figures in the first half. And then what happened was in the final three minutes of the second quarter, it occurred to Dallas particularly Kyrie and Luka Doncic, that those two are better than every player that Sacramento has. And that was just the difference. Like they out-talented Sacramento. Um, then in the, th- you know, in elements of this game in the the third quarter and, and really parts of the second quarter, um, Jason Kidd got too cute by half. Um, I, I think his lineup decisions and some of his substitution patterns in this game were horrendous and kind of, you know, were basically why they lost the game if we're looking at the big picture um and so the you know 
things got away from Dallas in the second half, despite closing out pretty well. The game went into overtime uh, and Sacramento just took advantage of Dallas not being able to protect the paint and the Mavericks lost. There were some other reasons, you know, Kyrie Irving really played um, a fantastic fourth and overtime, but it was not enough as, as the Mavericks fell. Yeah. And, you know, high level view, it's not, it's not too hard to find, you know, positives or, or not get too down. First off, Kings are good. Yeah. Like they're right. not, they're not a fluky team. Best. They've got the best offense in the NBA playing them at home. They play well at home. That's a good home crowd. Uh, if you are a Mavs fan that wasn't born, you know, like, you know, 15 years ago, uh, you know, if you're in your thirties, you definitely remember those playoff games in Sacramento in the mid two thousands with Dirk and like that, you know, they got a good home crowd when the team is good. Um, and the team is good. Uh, you the second have a back-to-back third and four nights. It's really hard to beat teams two games in a row in the regular yep. season because just the way the regular season goes, you don't have a lot of practice, you don't have a lot of scouting. So it's just hard. So, and then you look and like, you know, Kyrie and Luca, both 28 points for Kyrie, 27 for Luca in their debut together. They both shot it pretty efficiently for the most part. Uh, Josh Green had another bananas yeah. game. Uh, that's the game that I'm really mad. Like the Josh, like losing a really good Josh green game. If you're going to be frustrated by something, that's what you want to be frustrated from because green shooting 66% from the floor and playing, you know, he had to guard De'Aaron Fox and, you know, he tried his best. Fox is incredible. He's an all-star. So it's like what, you know, it's a losing the green game. That's probably the only thing that really sort of chaps my ass because, like, for me, a good Josh Green game is going to be 12 points and four rebounds and connective defense and hustling his ass off. Like, I, that, you know, does that make sense? Yeah, but, I mean, at this point, with the way he's been playing lately, I, I don't know if it's necessarily a waste because he's kind of setting some pretty crazy expectations for himself. This sure. Point, so, so maybe he's going to drop 23 in his next game. Who knows? I mean, he's been right. playing pretty ridiculous lately. But I know what you mean. Uh, he played, you know, offensively at least, he played a really good game. And so yeah, defensively is something we should probably talk about in the back half. But I'm not sure. That's, that's a team issue in which he contributes. Right. So, you know, you look at that and it's like, you know, this happens, you know, they, and then again, they, it's not like they got run off the floor. They lost a close game in overtime. Yep. So, you know, all that considered, definitely, you know, you said it in Slack, this isn't necessarily a game to be, to be mad at. Um, but I, <laughs> I don't know how to say it. I'm not mad at the result. I think I'm more mad at the, the some of the process well well yeah and and i'll i'll just tee you up because you can talk about this stuff a little bit better than i i can you know the past three games we've seen dallas run plays and run offense and then luca comes back and they don't do a lot of that stuff (laughs) yeah they just don't do it even when luca's not bringing up the ball they just don't like luca would go stand above the break with his hands on his knees kyrie irving and luka Doncic ran very few actions together except for like post entry passes. Like what are we doing? Like that was really awful. Yeah, that was I, I counted, you know, I might have miscounted, but I only counted two times where one of them screened for the other. Uh Kyrie. Mm-hmm. What Kyrie, a waste of out what a yeah. waste of resources. Kyrie screened for Luca, I think, in the third or fourth quarter. And then Luca screened for Kyrie in the fourth or overtime. And both instances were 
just to do the bum hunting isolation thing. It they, wasn't like they were yeah. real pick and rolls where they could like roll into open space. It was just the pure, let me try to get a switch for you type of pick and roll, which is still like a useful tool, but considering it it's the only the thing. only tool. Yeah. yeah. It was, we talked about this, you know, what was it going to look like if this team came out and did what, now, thankfully, the offense was still good. You know, they didn't lose this game because of cause when you of have offense. two of the best offensive players in basketball, it's going to be really hard to have a bad offense. Yeah, the talent, like, like the talent, went out even if the process was bad. Like they mm-hmm. still, the team shot almost fifty-two percent from the floor. They were twenty of fifty-one from three. Uh, I mean, they you know they lost this game because they couldn't get any stops against De'Aaron Fox. But the, the process wise was just infuriating. As you know, they kind of wilted a little bit in the fourth quarter. And in overtime, uh, again, you know, if their defense is just marginally, like just a scotch better, you know, we're not having this conversation, I don't think. But well, I mean, we are, but we're not we talked about, about it. One of the things we talked about extensively the last week was Luka Doncic is never going to see a double again. Guess what? He saw a lot of tonight. <laughs> a ton of doubles. And where the hell was Kyrie standing? On like in the far corner? Or, like, all the way across the court, can you not put Kyrie Irving in the center of the floor? I promise Luka can find him. Yeah, the only time it happened was when it was Kyrie throwing the entry into the post uh-huh. and Luka was posting. But, yeah, you're, when Luka was getting those double teams in the pick and roll at the top of the key, like, yeah, and, Kyrie was well, not. Well, let me be clear, because, because I, think, I think with some of my – with some of my thoughts about Kyrie Irving, the like the the everything else, the non basketball player, I like. Let me be clear: when I'm making this criticism, it is at the coaching staff because you, you, you everybody's been talking about this for a week, and then Luca gets a soft like a soft double up at the corner, and he has to pass to Dwight. I I don't get it. You can place other players in different parts of the floor. You can. I, I promise. I promise it can happen. Just because he's a center doesn't mean he needs to go to the free throw line. I feel nuts. Yeah, now that I'm that's part about of this. That, that's my, I unlocked it in you. I'm so happy. Uh, that's part of it, but also like so much of this is on Luca and just. Okay, let's talk about that. I, agree. <laughs> I mean, literally, I think what was really discouraging about this game is we saw three straight games where, you know, the ball was, the ball was moving. Off ball movement, like you said, got, we're we're seeing sets being run that we haven't seen before. So many dribble handoffs, um, so many like curl down, pin down screens, and the dribble handoffs. Uh, well, there's stuff going on in the other action, and you know, game one, Luca back. And by the way, you know, all they're talking about this whole time when Luca's back is like, yeah, like they're gonna do it. They're like, the reporters ask the questions like, hey, the team's kind of playing a little, little differently, a little free, a little loose, a little faster, like. You guys going to do this when Luka comes back? I think Josh Green was like, oh, yeah, he's totally on board. Like, we're going to do it. Like, this is going to happen. They're too good. And game one, it's right back to to Harden ball. Like, just walking the ball up the court, Luka pounding the ball out of the – pounding the air out of the ball while Kyrie is standing in the corner. And I'm just like, what are we doing here? And, again, the guys are so good that, like, Luka was still – like, again, they still scored plenty of points and their offense was plenty efficient. Because the talent is just so good, and maybe that's the maybe that's the, the the end answer. Like the talent is so good that we're just kind of nitpicking, but it just feels like a lot of meat left on the bone, and sure. we, it's just really frustrating. Like, Which can be attributed to practice. It yeah, can be attributed to time together but, on the floor. But these guys are two smart basketball right. players, 
And right. this, you know, I've been hinting. Where was the coach. adjustment for Kyrie in game? Like, you know, there was no game one. Like, oh, he was just adjusting and settling in. Mm-hmm. Game one, immediately, he's moving off the ball. Yeah, he was great. Stuff like that. Like, there is. I have so- precisely zero Kyrie criticism. Okay, I, I can't <laughs> think of anything because he was he was the reason the game was close. Where I am leveling criticism is Coach and Luca, and of course, in the post game, you know, like there was a ter- like. So, so for anybody that, that didn't see the game because you didn't want to stay up late, the Kings go up on a pair of free throws when the Mavericks have to foul because Jason Kidd, in court, like he, the last minute was a coaching disaster by the Mavericks. They messed up almost every opportunity that they had from a coaching level. It's, I don't want to go through the whole thing because that would take 15 minutes. But just to give you an example of what we're talking about, Kyrie Irving sinks a three because the Mavericks are down four, all right? Mavericks are down four. Incredible shot by Kyrie going right. And it really, the, the game was over by that point, but that gave the Mavericks hope because the, the Mavericks had, had screwed up trying to go for a two for, they should have gone for a two for one um, with, with around 40 seconds left, but they didn't do it for whatever reason. Um, and again, I'm laying that on the coach. And so there's a free throw game at this point with the Mavericks down by one with eight, with, I don't know, 24 seconds left. So they have to foul uh fox fox goes to the line and hits both the mavericks call a timeout okay the play that they get out of the timeout is the like laziest variation on the <laughs> luca's gonna take a step back shot i've ever seen and if you're gonna ha- and it's it with is that coaching though left. is that I, coaching though i'm laying it on them because kid in the post game says this a lot of times he can make those shots he being luca so it was a read between kai and ld and again for the first time late game being together on both ends i thought we did a really good job so over analyzing that quote what i'm reading is they either broke the play or they did not have a play and from what i've seen from the coaching staff this year sorry tend to think they don't have a play i know but we've just been through two coaching we've still been through two coaching staffs now and that's the play every time and like it's every time it's every single time but that's with like it that's with two seconds left, not with yeah, that's 15. True. Yeah, no, that was a, that was especially that was especially that's where my egregious. real rub lies because it's like, oh, okay, so we just get to lose this game more slowly after he hits that shot. <laughs> yeah, anyway, that was rough. Yeah. That the, that element was just a descriptor of what I'm talking about. Where it's like you you have two of the best offensive players in basketball, and the best thing you get is a slight rub screen and Luca taking a like pseudo step back at the wing you got to do better everyone has to do better if it's luca if it's kid i don't care do better yeah Yeah. it's just i think what even like this is like really nitpicking but what really like got me mad at was like they didn't even fake it for like you know like they didn't even like the first couple possessions in the first quarter try to like even if if it was just to put on a show like try to do something different like it was instantly right back into the you like Luca walk it up, hold the ball offense. And I'm just like, man, like, and you know, Kyrie did that too. And it it was very much your turn, my turn. I mean, there was just little synergy between the two, other than the fact that they're just two incredible shot makers and and them just holding the ball and shooting a shot is, ends up being a pretty decent basketball play because they're just such incredible shot makers. But Oh, it's just when it doesn't work, it just sticks out like a sore thumb. And there were some possessions in the fourth quarter and overtime that they couldn't answer. And it yeah. was just like, man, like you guys, 
you have to figure it out. And then like the excuses are over for Luca. Obviously it's just game one, but like, yes. but man, it's like, do you really need that many games to go set a screen? Like, do you like these? No, guys this is basketball. basketball these two players. are, they know how to do it. these are two of the brightest basketball minds on the earth. Offensively, defensively, Luca, maybe not so much. Kyrie, six foot two. I don't really expect it. Like, though he did have a really kick ass block as a bonus that I liked. Um, yeah. I just, th- th- this this is just one of those that you're like, oh, come on, guys. Like, yeah. the big picture, it's like it's right not... back to the bullshit is just yeah. the annoying part of it. Like, and, how many and, games yeah. have we seen the Mavericks lose just like this? But before it was like, oh, well, they don't have anyone next to Luca. And now it's like, oh, they had kind of like, like they still lost the same way that they lose a lot of these close games. I could follow the exact same script, but before it was like, well, they just need to get more talent. And now this time it's like, well, fuck, they had Kyrie on the floor too. Like, like the excuse, like it just makes it even more maddening. It's like they finally did the trade for the, for the big talent and they still lose a close game in the way that they lose every single close game in the last three years. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's frustrating. Yeah, I, um, I have to, I have to tease Matthew. Matthew just turned in a recap with the wrong score. <laughs> I think when he, I think, I, when he wrote two recaps in a row, I yeah. think he was like, I think he copied and pasted his headline. That I have <laughs> definitely done that. So I'm not. Yeah. I just got to tease him a little bit. But yeah. I don't know. This was um, this. This will just be one of those that you you live and learn from. The Kings are a pretty good measuring stick because the Kings are good out west. The Mavericks have the inside track to a top four seed. They just need to continue to win the games in the right way that, that are in front of them. Mm-hmm. And they've had enough dumb losses to where you'd figure they'd get some of these out of their system. But now to kind of continue to circle to the things that are um, that are challenging for this team is like the Mavericks gave up 74 points in the paint. <laughs> Dude, you, have you seen the shot, the shot chart for the Kings? Um, yeah, they, 24 of 31 at the rim, 13 of 25 in the paint outside the rim. <laughs> Yeah. That's uh what is that? That's 37 shots in the paint for the Kings. Uh that's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> um yeah. so that that was bad. Um they didn't play Fox. Like Fox is really good, but yes. they didn't have a good game plan for him at all. Um would have liked to seen some more trapping. I mean, they just kind of let him go, you know, against the switch and the Mavericks just don't have the horses for that outside of maybe Josh Green or they played drop and, you know, when you play like, you know, drop against a, a guard that you don't care if he shoots, you know, walks into pull up threes, which again, Fox was 0-4 on threes. But like these players are so good now that like playing drop against a guy like Fox is almost just as bad as playing drop against someone like Damian Lillard because you're just giving a runway to like one of the fastest, most athletic point guards in the league. And he just, he took it. He was like, thank you. Thank you for the extra space. I'm going to go full speed into your, into your no rim protection because as much as we, we like pals hustle and, you know, McGee and wood, like they just don't have anyone that's guarding the rim right now. Uh, And he took advantage. He just continually went full speed. Well, he's got that. He's got that like MVP level. Like when Russell Westbrook was really good at basketball, he had that 10 footer down bang. And oh that my God, was, Fox has that for sure. He's got it was beautiful. It's just it was really something to watch. I, a little I, I, little change change of pace kind of Euro step floater he does is yeah, he's so good at that. Um, so. 
Yeah. Well, all right. There's other things that were kind of that I just that I think we got to mention before we get yeah. on out of here. Like there's there's the elements of um, it, when you look at the box score, the ten minutes played by Theo Penson and the I'm, seventeen oh, minutes played and the shit, seventeen man. minutes played by Jaden Hardy were ultimately where the Mavericks lost this basketball game. Um, kids' continued insistence on playing, and I'm just going to do this. I don't care, Theo. Appreciate you. You're a big player in the podcast game. I'm glad that the Mavericks uh, decided to to give you a contract. I'm glad that's working out for you. But between like you, you're not allowed to be really bad and play like you think you're good. Like I, I don't. I, I'm not. I'm probably not describing that well. But it's like he his body language is like I'm the coolest motherfucker while getting his ass kicked. That like there, it's it's a real like. There was a couple of plays where he had to help on Fox and then just got shook off and like would it was it was like watching bad pickup. And I can't I can't. You know, he hit one uh cor- like bullshit corner 3 that went in in front of the bench that was funny, but he he just like he and and, and I'm really frustrated with him, but I'm much more frustrated that goes back to the process of the fact that he has to play it all. Okay, right. he was signed as a cheerleader. So you you give up two key rotation pieces, right? And right. then he plays. So what, and, and, you know, to add insult to injury, we've not really talked about this tonight, but we were under the impression for most of the day that Terrence Ross was, oh, was going to sign the Mavericks. So uh. we'd been, all of us have kind of been collectively talking about how Terrence Ross is going to suck up some of these minutes. Right. Right. And so you, you, you have Theo playing period. He has to play. Um, yeah. I don't know why he has to play actually, but let's just well, back that up. I think it's because he was kid was tired of the Frank minutes because Frank well, was taking those minutes. So sure, both them suck else. too. So, yeah. so how many guys have to suck? Like put put Marcus Morris in or whichever Morris brother we have. Like I I don't <laughs> yeah, I don't put AJ Austin in. You know, do just... something. I'm tired of watching Pinson. I'm tired of watching um Frank, who was all you know. Frank was like six minutes of just nothing ball. And and then the Pinson minutes where, you know, that's where the game was effectively lost to be in. And, you know, it's it's not all his fault. But, but like, he did get let, up four shots in 10 minutes. They somehow. let him run the <laughs> offense. Like, what are we doing? That's some criminal stuff. And then there's like poor Jaden Hardy, who's a different deal. Right. I, like, I'm not mad at, you know, because no. he's a rookie. Like, this is, you're going to have the good games. You're going to have bad games, you know? And he had a bad game again, yeah. second game in a row. That's okay. Well, no, he played pretty good last night. Sorry. Yeah, he did. My, yeah. my brain's tired. Um, yeah. And, you know, he hit one, like, I, I bet if he took that shot a hundred times off the front of the rim, three point make that bounced off the front, hit the backboard way. Like it was just something else. And like those, those two guys getting sufficient or significant minutes, you know, that happened in no small part because Tim Hardaway did not play the second half. But again, yeah. guys, let's go through the order of operations. Tim Hardaway, who we don't want to play, like collectively, the most Mavs fans are pretty are pretty fed up with Tim's minutes. Like that's just fact. Tim, because Tim goes down, Theo Penson then has to play more, who we don't want to play. Then Jaden Hardy has to play more, who we want to play, but we know is maybe not ready for it. And then that means if those guys aren't working out, Frank Nilakina, it's like this is what Josh and I have talked about as far as roster building is concerned. You cannot ignore like two to three roster positions. You need NBA players. Theo Penson, if he got cut today, no other NBA team would pick him up unless they needed a vibes guy. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito Lay. 
Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void where prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Right. Yeah. And it was just... Yeah, the Hardaway injury really stings. Um, the Theo stuff is, is... Yeah, like, you know, he had a block shot, which was really nice. And then he came down the floor and took, like... He's like, I'm going to shoot a pull up transition three. three. <laughs> it was like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm Theo Pinson. Um, like, cool. You're the handshake guy. What yeah. are we doing? Uh, and then, the, you know, we didn't, we haven't said it yet, but to add insult to all of this is that Terrence Ross is now going to sign with the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I know how many times we've talked about this and we're talking like buyout guys are nice, but like, don't expect them to significantly change the trajectory of your season, you know, because right. normally they're, you know, they're just guys and there's a reason they're getting bought out. You know, it's, so it's, it's tough for me to like, I don't know why this is hitting me in the gut so hard. I think it's because it's the combination of like being totally fed up with the Pence minutes and the Hardaway injury, which like it or not, Hamstring Hardaway has to play. Yeah. But, you know, like we, we talk about like, Hey, they need to reduce Hardy Hardaway's minutes. Like, I mean, for like, you know, for who, like it, like it or not, he's a very crucial part of the team now, especially since they exchanged two rotation players for one with the carry trade. Like he just, there's, there's no way out of it. Like Josh Green played 40 minutes tonight. Like, I don't know what else you, you know what I mean? Like that, that hey, conversation is, yeah. is gone. So like these, someone has to play and Hardaway, I would much for all his faults. I would be like, I mean, no sane person w- would want, Penson or Frank to play more than, than Tim Hardaway Jr. right now. So well, Ross was go- was going to be like, I don't know if he would have been a different type of buyout guy, but he's like mm-hmm. six seven, can shoot, can shoot off the move. I mean, it just he felt like the kind of guy, you know how the Mavs do really well at like just bringing in these kind of misfit toys and they come and play, whether it's they're playing next to Luca or before Luca, it was like playing in Rick Six system next to Dirk. Like the Mavs just have a history of getting those types of guys that kind of fall fall out of favor, but still like have some talent left in them and just sure. squeeze the, the the blood from the stone. And like yeah. Ross felt like that kind of guy to me, like just kind of toiling away on these bad Orlando teams. Like the idea of of him becoming a guy that can come off your bench and play eighteen to twenty minutes, relieve Hardaway. Like he's six seven, he still has some some juice, some bounce to his to his game. He's still a decent athlete. Yeah, he's going to take shots that drive you absolutely nutty, kind of like Hardaway. But, like, he's just another guy. You know what I mean? It's just different. And, boy, that would have been really nice, I, I, especially right now, especially with the Hardaway injury. I kind of get, like, I, I actually kind of feel dumb that I didn't think about, like, the Suns sooner because, like, he's probably going to be starting. Yeah, because they, they need yeah. depth. They need depth worse than the Mavericks do, right. if we're being 
He might yeah. be there. Like, is it like, hey, do you want to come off the bench for the Mavs, or do you want to start for the Phoenix Suns and start? Yeah, do you want to play like twenty five minutes? Because yeah. <laughs> the Mavericks would have, and and that's what, yeah, that, that's, that's what changed it. And so it's like you know, I see people getting mad, like, oh, Nico got hustled, and like the Mavericks can't close a free agency, no. and I get it. Like, it sucks that it keeps happening. This kind of bad, you know, un- the free agent blunder kind of stuff keeps happening. But this is a case where it's like. It, it's hard to it's hard to blame the Mavericks when when that Sun situation kind of presented itself for him. So, but it just sucks because now it's like I, I don't know. There's not he was probably the best wing option on the on the buyout market. So I don't know what they're gonna do. Um, but they can't keep doing these. Well, I don't know. I I I don't pay attention to buyout guys because I'm tired of getting upset at that sort of thing. But yeah, you know, th- this this gives me a clean runway to pivot to the other thing that I want to talk about where. Kid is going with these JaVale McGee minutes again, and the um, announce crew, which, you know, the announce crew over the last several years has become much more of a very, they really, you know, they they support the Mavericks, and that's fine. That's how every announce crew is now, so this is not a criticism of that, but they played up the JaVale McGee minutes because JaVale, you know, they talked about how JaVale's been more confident since Kyrie's been there. JaVale was part of the stretch where things became unraveled, where he just started doing dumb stuff. I, you know, I, I I don't know how to describe it better than that. Other than it, like it needed Benny Hill music. It was awful. He was getting worked by Sabonis. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is, which is okay. Sabonis is good. He's an all-star. But yeah, he just, I understand why he played. Cause like he Mm -hmm. basically had his two best games of the season back to back against yeah. the Clippers and the Kings. So, like, he's going to get another trance. But, yeah, again, it was just – I think this kind of ties in another thing. Like, so not only, like, are Theo and these guys getting minutes, like, I don't think Kid balanced the rotation in a good way tonight. Um, okay. Like, Luca still played – like, Luca Green and Kyrie still played 40 – you know, they each played at least 40 minutes. Um, yep. But I, there was just something – like, they just went long stretches where it was, like, no Kyrie – no Luca, Theo McGee, or maybe just one Kyrie, one Luca, but you're playing Theo and you're playing McGee and you're playing Hardy like all at the same time. And I understand that like Theo and Hardy and McGee, like these guys have to play because there's there's no one else to play. Right. But uh, but I wish they just would have done a better job of Well, kids not good at rotations. Like I'm yeah. okay saying that. Like, like playing them all at the same time, like you're just compounding the issue, you know, mm-hmm. with the situation you find yourself in, like maybe yeah. play Theo with the three other starters, maybe, you know, try like, just try sure. to mix it up. a if little you, bit. If you're going to do that, then you right. need to like, like look at weak links and I'm not, I don't want to see a JaVale McGee, Theo Pinson pick and roll like that yeah. cannot be allowed to happen. Right. So, so that was another, that was another thing that kind of annoyed me, but again, they had three guys that played 40 minutes tonight. So. Right, and so it's like you go from McGee, and then there's one more person that we should probably <laughs> talk about, and that's Christian Wood and whatever's going on with him. Like, I, 18 minutes again, 15 points. He had some big threes. Kind of, He kind of kept the game close for the starters. You know, I th- Actually, they were ahead. They were ahead in the fourth quarter, and I think they might have been ahead when he exited the game. Um, mm-hmm. He kept the offense afloat in the fourth when Luka was on the floor. Because he had not, nine of his 15 points were from threes. He was, you know, otherwise he was uh, – He, I don't – he's a confusing player. <laughs> yeah, kid, yeah. kid, he's on the team. So, kid needs to figure out how to use him. And, like, you know, you, you get 18 minutes for him and then 17 minutes for Hardy. 
something's something's not right there. I know they don't play the same position, but hmm, a little weird is all. Yeah, they might need to go back, you know, do they need to go back to McGee being out of the rotation and give those additional 11 minutes to, to Wood? Um, maybe. Uh, the thing that's been tough is that, you know, Wood hasn't been... This game was definitely better. This was definitely his best game since coming back from the injury, but the three yeah. previous ones, he was bad. Woods and, and Wood uh, finished in negative nine. I guess I didn't realize yeah, that. Negative his nine defense wasn't good. He only had three rebounds in 18 minutes. Um, he's block hunting like nobody's business. He really he's just, is. He's chasing blocks, and he doesn't have – like, here's the here's real thing, and this will make our, our guy Matthew Phillips mad if he listens to this. He doesn't have the timing to block hunt. He's huge and has long arms, but it's like when he misses a block, when him and McGee like miss blocks, you're just giving the team, the other team points because you're out of position on rebounds. It's, it's that that's bad. Yeah, that wasn't great. Um, and then the thing with Wood, like since he's come back from injury, like the body language is just not ideal. Like he misses a shot and he looks like the game's mm-hmm. over. And it's like, dude, just, you missed a shot. It's okay. Everyone misses shots. Like get back on defense and just try to make it up on that end. It's like, but he misses a shot and it's like head hanging down, just jogging back up the court. And it's like, come on, man. And it's like, when you combine that with his tweets about like, I'm hooping, look at my efficiency. And you said he was barking at a fan about his efficiency in the, I can't remember if it was last night or it was last night. Yeah. Game. And it's like, and then you see him like get so despondent when he misses a shot that it's like, how can you not look at all that and be like, he doesn't care about the process, the results of the game. He just cares about his numbers, you know, mm-hmm. like, and that's a harsh thing to say about a professional basketball player. I know like, that's like the kiss of death for, for a guy. If you're talking about yeah. having a winning team and a winning culture, but man, like I just, it's just hard to, to not to avoid that, that narrative when, you kind of see what he's been doing on the floor the last couple games. But again, like you said, he's on the roster and they traded for him. So like use him. Like, what you, yeah. <laughs> it's like, are, are we just trying like, and, and I'm all over the map. I changed my thing moment to moment about beyond this season, but this sort of stuff is basically guaranteeing he walks away, whether or not the Mavericks offer him money or not, because it just doesn't seem like there's a relationship there. Like it's, if I'm him, I'm very frustrated that JaVale McGee goes in before me because it's JaVale McGee and it's 2023. And we've seen enough like JaVale McGee compared to the, the the difference in the two of these guys. McGee's mistakes are so much more egregious than Woods. It's it's just it's a different deal. I don't know. I I find myself a little I'm trying not to like overreact to the frustration here because it's like I, I'm looking at the big picture in the sense of the Mavericks are 12 and 18 on the road this year. So they played 30 games, but they've won three of their 12 games in the last week. So they're doing there's, better. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, you know, they play two more games. They play, you know, Minnesota, who is is going to be interesting. That's going to be quite a fun matchup, to be honest. Then they play Denver. And so, you know, I'd been wondering if they were going to go into all-star break with a 500 record. Well, they're four games above 500. So there's a lot of right. stuff, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that we could be happy about. I just think that, that there's some real fatal flaws in this roster that if they get exposed on the right night, they're going to look really, really bad. But then the counterpoint is, is I think most nights, regular season-wise, I feel very comfortable picking the Mavericks in a given game. I just do. Yeah, this is the type of game, like if they played like this against 
a non-playoff team they would have won and like that's kind of the nice you know having more stars in the regular season you can get away with playing a bad defensive game you can get away with some things because you have two guys like if you have the two best players on the floor like it's hard to it's hard to lose um but they just happen to play a team tonight that also has two all-stars uh that's also pretty good so so they lost in overtime but yeah i know what you mean it was it was just weird it's like macro level the macro view is like this is fine not a big deal it happens it's just you know it's a it's a loss against a good team in overtime yeah but i think it's just because we saw the same mistakes and we see the same mistakes over and over and it's just like that yeah that stuff just kind of eats away at you i just i don't know i keep coming back to like my my bigger picture thing is that i think that luka Doncic needs to be coached harder he mm-hmm. needs to be pushed in a direction. Somebody, it doesn't matter who, but it's somebody who knows a lot about basketball, whose opinion both you and I value a lot, said this to me during the game tonight. And he said, this will work if Luka Doncic wants it to work and changes how he plays. He doesn't have to change that much, but he has to change some stuff. And, you know, I spent the last day hearing from a lot of our wonderful overseas fans and listeners about how Luka can do this. I believe him. I believe all of them. I need to see it, though. I need to see it. Yep, for sure. So. I couldn't put can't put it really any better than that. All right, we got a day off, and then we're back here with the Wolves. Then we got the the Nuggets, uh, and and you know, then we're on All Star break. I will say, um, it's been very evident in like our metrics where the football season is over for a lot of yes. you, and you're <laughs> yes. like, hey guys, welcome. So welcome back to basketball. We we hopefully have some new listeners that are Kyrie super fans. Um, when it comes to the basketball stuff, I really am. I'm really enjoying the Kyrie experience so far. It's very different. Um, mm-hmm. and, and maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more like in depth over the all-star break while we're kind of looking for, for specific things to talk about, but, um, this is, you know, this is the, the make or break portion of the year. They got about 20, 23 games left in the season. It's weird. Like all-star break being with 20 games. Like I remember it, it used it, to be closer to the middle yeah, point, a little it's, bit. It's late. It's also just later because when Valentine's week, cause I remember for several years, I feel like it fell on Valentine's day and like my wife doesn't really yeah. care, but it's also like, cool. Another thing basketball overtakes. Um, but yeah, right. All right. Well, we'll be back. We talked for a long time. You know, we'll have a live, I'll have a live show up um, tomorrow afternoon. We have a lot of content this weekend. Uh, I'm going to go watch my team in the Super Bowl tomorrow and try not to have a panic attack as um, yeah, have fun tomorrow. Like I, I followed the Eagles all year, but it's like it's one thing to like hear in podcast form when they like read through their defensive linemen. And it's like, oh, it's oh no. <laughs> Like that guy plays fourteen snaps. Like that guy would start on most teams. What the yeah. shit? Yeah, they're crazy. All right, guys, have a great uh, rest of your weekend, and we will talk to you on Monday. Thanks so much for listening. Stop by Mavs Moneyball and give us a rating and review if that's your thing. Bye, guys. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that seventy-five percent of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.